Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. Hi, I'm Irene Watson. I'm the managing editor of Reader Views. And I'm Tyler Tischler from Superior Book Promotions in Marquette, Michigan, filling in for Victor Volkman. I'd like to welcome all our listeners to episode number 133 in our series. Tonight's topic will be how to publish and sell articles for the Amazon Kindle e-reader with special guest Kate Harper. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. We would love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Tonight, we're extremely lucky to welcome back Kate Harper to our show. She is an ebook author and product designer who is inspired by the current blending of arts with technology. A former adult education teacher, Kate Harper has a special skill of knowing how to assist the creative non-tech person deal with new and fast-changing technologies that affect their careers, such as how to format books for e-reading devices like the Amazon Kindle. Kate has published several e-books, and her most recent one is How to Publish and Sell Your Article on the Kindle, which explains how to prepare and sell articles in the e-book marketplace so they can be read on multiple devices. Kate lives in Berkeley, California, and works as an indie designer for several manufacturing companies who produce gifts, stationery, and housewares. She has licensed over 700 designs throughout her career, and she specializes in mixing words with art to create humorous and playful pieces. Samples of her work can be seen at www.kateharperdesigns.com. Welcome, Kate. Hi. Hi. It's great to have you back. This time we're going to be talking about something totally different uh, from the last time we had you on. And so this, of course, is something New Kindle is not that old, and... uh, we sort of think that Kindle, okay, download ebooks and we read ebooks, but obviously there is more to it and we're going to be talking about having articles and this is something that you have been doing for some time now. Yes, and you know, I probably should start with how it happened because sure. I think this is such a new thing that's going on. I didn't even know about it. And the only reason it happened to me was by accident which is I have a girlfriend in San Francisco who's a poet, and I just love her poetry, but, you know, it's really hard to get published in poetry from what I understand. And I had a Kindle that I used and read a lot, and I said, well, let's see if we can publish it on the Kindle. And I looked into it, and since she was not very tech, and I was kind of a tech person, I said, oh, I'd just love to do this for you. It sounds like a fun project. So I decided before I tried to publish her book for her, I should at least run through it once on something I had. And I had an old travel article from a while back, and I thought, well, I'll just put this up, and you know, no one's ever going to see it, I'm sure, with all the books on Amazon. And um, I looked back at it after a couple months, and people had been buying it, and I was so shocked. And then over time, they bought it more and more, and I was selling several hundreds of these articles a month of this one article. And then I thought, I cannot believe this. And so that's kind of how I got into this, and then I added more articles. And it's just a whole industry I never knew about. Wow. It's such an opportunity for writers. 
Well, no kidding. I mean, I had no idea either until, you know, you brought it up. And so when you're talking about an article, you're just talking about an article of what, three, four pages? Let's see, the first one, I think it was about five, but I must admit I was so embarrassed that people were buying it. I thought, oh, my God, I better go back and put some more content. I just couldn't believe that they were buying it. And um, I just, so I tried to get it up to like ten pages, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it continues to just sell like crazy. And um, I just thought, you know, this is really interesting. And I started telling my friends about it. And another girlfriend published her own homemade children's book. And for an artist, you know, this is just a real opening of creativity (laughs) because you don't have to go through a publisher. You don't have to have an ISBN number. It's all free. Probably most people can do it on their own. And and some of these indie authors are out selling the standard published author also. Well, the thing is, too, is you don't have to have a Kindle as the apparatus itself because you can download onto your PC or to your Mac exactly a free Kindle yeah. version that will actually read. I mean, you can, you know, you don't need the Kindle $114 Kindle. Right, you can read it on your iPhone. Right. In fact, I think Amazon has about five different apps. Uh-huh. that you can read it right on your computer screen if you own nothing else. So I'm very curious, what did you price your first article at? Uh, well, I thought I'd start at the lowest price possible, just in case anybody actually <laughs> bought it. <laughs> and they wouldn't, you know, immediately want all of their money back because it's the cheapest I could buy. <laughs> um, and then there's a range, of course, if you can work your way up to a long article, um, it's I always suggest start at 99 cents mm-hmm. and see what happens. And you can change the price, you know, every two days if you want. Um, you know, if you can, it's great to work up to a $2.99 article because the royalty jumps up to 70%. Oh. So that's a huge amount. So yeah. if you're selling your article for two you're basically walking away with $2 every time somebody buys it. And it may not sound like much, but, you know, when you're selling hundreds of articles each month, it adds up very quickly. Well, no kidding. What up? Kate, what was, the, what was the title of your first article, or what was it about? The, <laughs> it was kind of a gag article. It was called Cruise Ship Tips, oh, Cruise Ship Tips and Tricks. And it was, um, it was really about, if you go on a cruise, how you can break all the rules because they kind of want you to do things one way. But if you do them all this other way, you'll have much more fun. <laughs> so that was kind of what it was about. It was really just a pieces of information I'd collected over the years of funny things you can do to kind of make your own vacation on a cruise ship. And you, I mean, do you think that they were selling that much because of word of mouth or just people going on vacation just would stumble upon it? You know... The thing about Amazon is, of course, no one's talking word of mouth. You know, it's all on the store. So I think that's one thing about Amazon is it's like having a whole marketing department. Because I I did no marketing. I didn't tell anyone about this article. Nothing. It sold itself all by itself. And, you know, if if your article is sitting right next to a book on the Amazon store and your article is 99 cents and the book's 9.99, Boy, that sure makes your article look more interesting. Yeah, especially if they're on the same 
topic, I would think, yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think what it shows is that people don't really always want books. They want something short they can read for a cheap price on a very specific subject. And I think that's a missing part of this whole formula is a lot of times, from my understanding, is publishers want a book to be a certain length. And so it forces writers to kind of pad things. But from my experience of writing all these articles, since then I've added stuff on gift design and, like I said, on Kindle formatting because I learned this all through trial and error, is um, people really do like short documents. They can read in the airplane flight or just, you know, on the way to the work. I, I think I can see that would be a, an advantage, too, compared to a magazine, because I I never read magazines. It, there might be one article in a magazine that would interest me, if that. So, But it, you can easily just find the one article that you want. It's right, and it's always thing. there. Like if you don't, let's say you you might lay down the magazine and you can't find it again, you know, but the, all these articles mm-hmm. are on your Kindle and you can read them when you want. And the wonderful thing for a writer is usually if you write a magazine article, you get paid a flat fee. I uh, I don't know that much about the the industry of publishing, but I don't know that magazine writers ever get royalties. I haven't heard of that before. You might know yeah, more than I, I do on that. So. And yet on the Kindle, you can do that, and that's probably you know the first time this has ever happened. In any kind of economic... Now, can people, can they give you feedback just like they would with a book on Amazon, like a a review? Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, my cruise article, (laughs) the the first person who wrote was complaining about my typos and, you know, everything. And I was, like, so glad I wrote to him back immediately and apologized and gave him another updated free article. And what ended up happening is he sent me a bunch of pictures of a cruise ship he liked, and I ended up putting that on the book cover, and then we became friends. And, you know, it's just such a different community than, let's say, having a middleman or a publisher. Um, So... It, from there, I actually, you know, got more professional about it. Like I said, the first article was a, just a fun experiment. Um, and then after that, I realized, you know, readers expect a certain thing and you should edit your stuff and <laughs> therefore, you know. This is just, I'm, I'm sitting here just being fascinated in how this all happened and that people actually will buy these articles considering that probably, you know, that same information is all over the Internet, but yet they don't have to search for it. Honestly, I bought articles before I ever thought about writing one. Oh. And I even pay for blogs. Like they, Amazon even, like you can take your blog and make it, I don't even know what to call it, a subscription on Amazon Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that the blog goes directly to your Kindle. So let's say you have a blog I really like, but uh-huh. I just it's a real drag to have to go to the web and read it and read it on the computer screen. I can just have it sent to me for like ninety nine cents a month or a dollar ninety nine, it depends on the blog. And I'm willing to pay for that convenience and so I, I don't think I'm unusual. I don't think you are either, otherwise they wouldn't have that service. So right. and so okay, let's just go through this step. You have an article and then you convert it to the, in the Kindle process. Now, this is something that you do through Amazon. Is that correct? Right. And That's one way. That's the easiest way. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so do they have a relatively easy system 
for the They uploading. try to make it as easy as possible. Um, of course, when you do it, you don't realize all of the snags you could run into. And it, it's kind of like the Wild West still. So a lot of people end up going to the forums because they, they did one little thing wrong and they didn't realize why they're having a big problem, like blank pages. Like uh-huh. they have several blank pages and they don't understand. They've entered a bunch of carriage returns that on the Kindle they're very sensitive to certain things like that uh-huh. that may be on a word processor that isn't. So it's still kind of new and people are stumbling along and they do pay professional converters, but I really think for articles or if you have a novel that doesn't have a lot of fancy formatting, mm-hmm. you could put it up tonight. You mm-hmm. could really publish it tonight. So is this then uh, something that you would take like a, a Word document, have your article mm-hmm. on the Word document, and then just upload it from the Word document? That is my conviction about this because... I see more and more that people are kind of frightened into thinking they have to pay someone to do this because uh-huh. they say, oh, you have to use HTML and CSS and convert it. And I even know both of those scripting languages myself, uh-huh. and I find that actually the hardest way to do it because I've uh-huh. tried all the different ways. Putting it in a simple word processor is the easiest way to do it. And so there's no problem quite often uh, Word, for example, has a lot of hidden codes. So those actually are okay. Kindle does not reject those or make some weird-looking things. Well, there's two two things that draw the line. If you don't have any pictures in your document at all, Uh you don't even have to use a word processor. You can go straight to the simplest, simplest formatting, which is one of your text edits programs on your computer, like Uh on the Mac, it's called TextEdit, on Windows it's called Notepad, Uh uh and they have um, a plain text format and a rich text format. I'm not sure if people follow me on that, but there's two ways you can view your your text Uh in that software. So that's kind of like the most basic formatting. So I would suggest if you don't have pictures, go straight to the to the rich text formatting <laughs> and just stick to bolding, to italics. You know, don't do hardly anything, at, you know, fancy. Basically, make it look like an article. You'll, you'll, it'll <laughs> just go very smoothly through <laughs> Amazon. The less formatting, the better. So you're talking about pictures. Do you actually suggest that uh, people in, put in pictures? Well, now, with magazine articles, it's tricky because they're used to pictures, and uh-huh. people like them with magazine articles. Um, you know, that's a tough call because I, for the author, if your article really isn't about a visual subject, I think you could really get away with no pictures. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I actually don't think people should put a book cover inside of their book book slash article for that very reason. It just takes up too much space. It makes the file large. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you've used a Kindle yourself, but, you know, actually having that first page be a book cover, it's really something you just want to get out of your way. It's not like you sit and stare at it and, you know, it's in black and white. It's not that attractive to sit and really, you know, look at an image for very long on a Kindle. And the the covers are always still black and white, right? There's no Kindle uh, color. Not yet. Properties. But everything I'm saying also applies to other e-readers. So, like, 
everything is applicable to the Barnes & Noble Nook. You can do the same thing. You can upload your book, put it on there. The Nook does have a color version, so my girlfriend who had a children's book, that her book looks beautiful on the Nook because the color really comes out. Now, with a, something like a children's book, though, is it... Uh and, and in terms of the images, like I don't know what her Tori Jones book looks like, but is it like your standard, say, 32-page kind of oblong-shaped book? Do you have do you have to do something with the page, the pages, and the sizes? Now to I'm make not them fit? that that good with children's books, but I know that um, with the Kindle, luckily, if you're not a person who's really does well with graphic software, the Kindle will squish down your picture to fit the screen if it's too big. Um, but if you can optimize your photo so that it's not, you know, two feet wide when you load it onto the Kindle, that helps a lot. So there are guidelines of how many pixels you should try to keep it at, like 600 by 800 is a good size. Uh, but sometimes people's eyes glaze over when you start talking about pixels and resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are guidelines about how to do that. And do, do I, I have only read some books on the Kindle app for like the for my laptop. I don't actually have a Kindle, but I'm wondering how. Um, in terms of the Kindles aren't that big. How like how visible are the pictures really? Uh, well, I've actually put instructional things on the screen, a very um, high-contrast pictures. And, I mean, they look fine to me, but, you know, of course, if you're playing with an iPad and you go to the Kindle, it's black and white. It's kind of a shockingly dull look. But for what you're putting on the Kindle, if it, you're really talking about an article or a book, people don't seem to expect fancy pictures on it. So I guess if you were going to do a book on photography, you probably wouldn't go first for the Kindle, I'm thinking, Um, because the files get really large and it can become a problem. But it changes every day. a coffee table book or something, people would probably choose to buy the paper copy. Exactly, and you'd probably enjoy it more. Yep, I have friends who have bought Kindles, and and I know lots of people have been concerned about ebooks hurting paper book sales. And yet, um, my, my friends have said they still buy paper books, and that, and that Kindles actually have have made them read in new ways. And so, I, I don't know if you if you have any comments about that, but it sounds like that's what's the cases that's happening in terms of like these articles that you're talking about. Well, I think. Actually, I mean, there's a, that's kind of a whole different conversation. I mean, our, the ebooks are just um, booming in terms of people are buying more ebooks and paper books, and the publishing industry is kind of in the middle of a crisis right now because of this. Um, I mean, I actually own a print copy and a Kindle copy of the same book, but I also have a lot more shelf space now because I've gotten rid of all my books and they're all on the Kindle. And there's also a ton of free books you can get for the Kindle. So in terms of the paper publishing industry, there's there's so many issues involved in it and where people stand on that, and it's changing daily. I mean, it really is. There's some major authors who have jumped ship from traditional publishing and are going 
out on their own on Amazon and doing really well because the royalties are so high for writers. Yeah, I, I know with my Kindle book sales, I make more on a, on a Kindle book with the 70% than I do um, many of the paperback copies. Yeah, exactly. Because I think in publishing, it's traditionally around 17 or 15% or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in terms of of, of ebooks um, creating new ways to read, even people that like actual books that want to, mm-hmm. you know, curl up at the end of the day with a with a book on the couch and not have to deal with the, I, I, well, part of why I haven't bought one is I don't like technology that much and I'm mm-hmm. kind of afraid it'll just frustrate me more than anything else. Yeah. But, um, but I can see where that would be a new way. It would it would be a um, a good way to read something. Um, in a comfortable way, much more than on the computer, and yet uh, maybe not something that you want to read like a book that takes hours to read, but something that's short, that takes you 10 or 15 minutes to read. Well, that's true, and I will tell you the three things that sold me on the Kindle that has to do with my body, which is, one, my eyes as I age, I can't read the books as well, depending on what size they're printed in. And on the Kindle, mm-hmm. I can make the text as large as I want, and it's so relaxing to read. Another thing is if you hold a heavy book up when you're laying down, it can start to hurt your wrist. And also, I feel like I'm an old person. The third reason is books are heavy, and if I travel, it, it just where you know, carrying a book around can really, in your backpack, can really get, you know, kind of difficult if you're going a long way or you have a lot of books. In a Kindle, you can carry 100 books around with you. Yeah, actually, my uh, my mom's neighbor, she can only read large print books, mm-hmm. and she has problems. She has to wait for the books to come on large print. Books that are bestsellers don't come on large print for months later. And, and they don't I always said, make them in large yeah, print. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the books I want are never made in large print. Right. And so I've, I've said to her, well, get a Kindle reader, because you can adjust the print size to, to whatever size that you want. Exactly. And I think actually that is one of the biggest um, selling points for me. I was my eyes were getting worse and worse. And books, text. If you open any book, the text is always kind of a different size. I mean, I'm surprised it's not standardized more than it is. Um, and I would find that I just wouldn't buy books because the text is too small. So, um, Kate, I'm still just enamored with this article thing, and I just want to go back a little. <laughs> Talk to me. I mean, uh, my mind is just turning. It's like, hmm, <laughs> hmm. Maybe I'm going to have to go into another direction. So, what I want to know is, okay, you started with this accidental article, just on the whim, and for an example, and all of a sudden it just went off. So, what are some of the other articles that you have written that you are finding that are good sellers? Well, since I am in the design business, I get a lot of emails from people wanting to know a specific thing about design. So my specialty is greeting card design. So I have a blog that that um, a lot of people read on the whole industry of greeting cards. But one person is just a beginner, and they may write me. Another person wants to know specifically about sales reps with greeting cards, let's say. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I took information from my blog and I packaged it together on one topic because I have like three years of articles on my blog. And I just thought rather than give them five links about this subject on my blog, why don't I just put it in an article? And so that's how I started. I kind of went from 
the travel article to the design articles. And then in that process, I ended up helping people a lot on the Kindle forums who were having trouble formatting. Mm-hmm. And then I thought the same thing. Why don't I just write all this down, the easy version of doing this? Because there's a lot of hard ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, what if I was teaching like I used to when I used to teach adult education, what if I was teaching a student how to do this? Rather than show them the hundred options, let's just do two, or let's just look at the easiest way. Sure, we could, you know, attach very complex images. We could make indents on every paragraph. We could, you know, we could do all this kind of formatting. But if you've ever read on a Kindle, you realize sometimes the formatting can get in your way, and you actually want simple text to read. So it's possible we don't need those things. Like in a printed book, you have to have those things because it would look really ugly if you didn't. Wow. So what I'm hearing also is a lot of your articles that you find success with are how-to or instructional or they're the nonfiction. People are looking for this information. It is something that they need. Yes, for me, I think that's because I don't know anything about nonfiction. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole bunch, I mean about fiction, fiction there's a right. whole bunch of uh, people who are special, you know, specialized in fiction who do very well also uh, on the Amazon mm-hmm. store. But that's a whole foreign planet for me. I think that takes a very unique skill to make a story. So I'm wondering, do you, are you aware of people just, doing short stories like uh, you know, maybe a 10-page story and having I've, success? I've read about it. I uh-huh. don't know them personally. And, of course, you've probably heard of Kindle singles. I don't know. If, anyway, what they are is they're short stories that uh-huh. are sold uh-huh. on the Kindle. Uh-huh. And Kindle specifically approves them, I, I believe, or they have a set of, I think, 100 that they uh-huh. recommend. I don't know the inside process of how they approve it, but it's kind of like the New Yorker version of publishing. Mm-hmm. So you can buy an article for 99 cents and read mm-hmm. it for a short story. Yeah, I actually, I was just wondering about that. I was, um, several years ago, I gave them a couple of my short stories when they were still doing what were called Amazon Shorts. Oh, okay. Which were like... Um, I think it was like it, it came like as a PDF file that would download to your computer. And then Kindle came along, and now I see that my Amazon shorts have just kind of disappeared <laughs> from yeah, Amazon. P- yeah, PDFs don't work well with Kindle. Ooh, yeah, sure. they aren't really. I, they were kind of like an early ebook, I guess. Oh. Now they don't use them. They aren't there anymore. But I was just the other day, I was, I was looking at Amazon, and I was going to order uh, this trilogy of novels. And I saw that the author had written her three novels, but then she also had several Kindle short stories exactly. that were like that were tie-ins to the novels. I've but heard that you couldn't buy them in print, so it's kind of a uh, you know it's kind of like on TV when you watch um, like I watch for example the sitcom The Office, and then they say go online and you can see extra episodes. That exactly, that's television. a great analogy. And I've read blogs about people doing this, and it's really exciting. And um, the great thing is there's no rules (laughs) that you can try all these different things. And Amazon and, you know, everyone else, Barnes & Noble, Smashwords, all these what I call distributors, they really want the writer to have freedom. Um, 
it's not like Amazon saying, oh, only we're only going to accept certain kind of writers or something like that, like a publisher might be. Um, they really seem to open the gates to try whatever you can to promote yourself. If you want to write short stories and sell them, go for it. Um, if you want to use that to promote your other books, do it. And people yeah, it's, are trying it's a, everything. Great, a great experimental, um, uh, experimental way of doing it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, besides Kindle, um, other places to publish and sell your article? Yes, um, so like the, you were talking about like Smashwords and some other places. Right. Usually what I suggest is publishing on the Kindle first and then the Nook second. And you usually, for the most part, can use the same file. I've run into little problems and differences with the Nook, but not that much. They have the same kind of setup where you can just upload it, put your book cover on it, put a description on it. Um, and then there's another company called Smashwords, and they will actually do everything, but if you want to do it individually, you get a little bit higher royalty on the Kindle and Nook, but they will do that and a bunch of other e-readers like the iPad and the Sony, what else? They have about five different distributors, Diesel, Apple, Kobo, Sony. And they just added another thing yesterday that I'm so surprised by. It's called Scroll Motion, and they're putting their books on apps now. They've got an agreement with this company that does books on apps, which was a new concept to me because I'd never seen an individual app of a book before. Usually it's through the distributor. Um, so they're taking their whole library on Smashwords and putting everyone's books on these apps for a 60% royalty. Wow. I know. It's like every day so, something changes. That's why it's so right. exciting. <laughs> and I think that's why some people want to pay the experts because they, they're afraid of it. But um can you just, uh, we're, we're almost out of time, but could sure. you just tell us, um, I'm not sure if maybe if people aren't that familiar with the process, how how do you go about doing this in terms of, uh, like, like, for example, at Amazon, is there a place on Amazon's website that you go to upload the book? or, or Yeah, Barnes they have, a, I think if you just type in KDP, it stands for Kindle Direct Publishing, Type that in with Amazon, and it'll pull up that whole website with how to publish it. I'm sure it has an exact URL. I just don't know what that is, but it's real easy to find. Okay. And, and the thing is, is as a writer, there's nothing to be afraid of. So, like, if you publish it, you see it, you find a typo the next day, you can correct it and put it back up. Or if you panic and don't want it up there, you can take it back down. There's... There's no risk involved. That, that's a good point, and, and there's no there's no cost involved. There's right? no cost or no risk. The, in, fact, the risk. in fact, Smashwords gives you a free ISBN, which they you know they can cost sixty dollars and more usually. So it's amazing to me that this is all available, and that the whole writing community has such an opportunity right now that never existed before. It's just really wonderful. Any, anybody can be a writer, you know, yes. a published writer. Yes, and there's a lot of writers who couldn't get published who are really great writers. So it, it's just 
really wonderful. It's kind of like the era of the creative person, finally. Yeah, and they're and they're finding readers. Exactly, and I'm one of them because I <laughs> buy a lot of books too. <laughs> well, I well, thank, thank you so much, Kate, for being on the show. Can you remind us what your what your website is? Um, well, I have a design website, but I also have a blog for about ebooks. Would that be more appropriate? Yeah, well, okay. go ahead and give us both. Okay, um, the blog about ebooks is called Ebook Chatter, like talking, at blogspot.com. And I probably for your listeners, my design blog would be more appropriate than my design website because my website's really directed toward manufacturers. So um, my design blog, which has a lot of information for writers and artists just about the design business, um, is basically my name, Kate Harper Blog, at blog, um, kateharperblog.blogspot.com. Okay, very yeah. good. They're both Google blogger addresses. Okay. All right, well, thank you. Thank you very much for being on our show. And um, listeners, you've, you've been listening to another podcast edition of Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. Stay tuned for the next episode, The Book Whisperer, What One Does and Why You Should Have One, with special guest Carolyn Scarborough. We would love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views Incorporated and Loving Healing Press. And for Reader Views, this is Irene Watson in Austin, Texas, saying good night and also saying I am jazzed and I am going to go through my articles and I am going to publish. <laughs> and this is Tyler Tischler in, uh, for Superior Book Promotions in Marquette, Michigan, filling in for Victor Volkman and wishing you all a good evening. <laughs>